Hey guys, welcome back to Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers and sex workers and all naked people in between. Today we have a brand new freaking episode featuring Kira Kova. Kira? Kira? Kira. Kira. <laughs> Kira Kova, who's joining us today. Uh, we're going to be talking about spirituality. We're going to be talking a lot about her personal life too and how that led to her stripping career for this baby stripper. <laughs> so Kira. Let's um, say hello to the audience. Hi, guys. <laughs> Let's just dive right into it. So can you define what you do, who you are? Okay, so my name is Kira, and I am, I guess, technically still a baby stripper. Um, I started dancing back in April 2018, and I started over at the Paramount. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> the that's starting West. spot. Yeah. Um, which is like, that's kind of my, my hood at New, New West. Okay. Um, so I started there, and I was there for about a year, and at that point, I just kind of wasn't like evolving anymore as a dancer, so I just kind of left. Just left. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of been floating around and plotting my next move, but I'm um, just kind of working on my skills, but I'm still very excited to be part of this industry and moving forward and yay and then now i think you said you're viping at the penthouse yes the penthouse which is great it's usually my home my home club which i that's where i saw you oh there you go oh really yay oh my god that's so awesome (laughs) so inspirational (laughs) so awesome (laughs) yeah i had a well you guys have heard it many times on the podcast but i had an interesting start but i'm not going to talk about myself on today's episode because it's all about you so what do you want to get into i feel like um you sent me a lot of notes which no one usually does but this is really <laughs> great because it gives me so much ground to work with so i guess you want did you want to start off with relationships or um your story how you got started i mean that's all part of your story so yeah i guess i mean i'm coming from a bit of a different background in that like i'm also older so I just turned 30. Oh my gosh! Oh my god, no way! Um, so yeah. Everyone like, thought you were 19. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, so like I'm an older baby stripper, and yeah. I had like never been into a strip club at all. And I was like, I'm ashamed to say this now, but I was so against them. And I remember like planning my wedding, like I was I was engaged. <laughs> um, I met a guy like after high school when I was like just turning twenty, and we fell in love. We were together for like almost eight years, and we broke up. Wow. And we didn't have like the cleanest of breakups. Like we were still friends and stuff, but that's like continued for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> as it always does. Hey, don't be ashamed. That's and, just being um, human. Just during that time of us breaking up is when I fell into like pole dancing, and I was in a really dark place. I needed a hobby, and it just was something so different that I'd never done. Like I it was had a background in fitness, right? Right. So it wasn't like totally off, like. I was taking a new fitness class, but I didn't think that I could be, like, sexy. Yeah. And, guys, like, pole dancing is not always, like, a sexy approach to it. There is definitely, like, the more athletic side to it as well. Yeah, and that's what I was... That's where I was at first. Yeah, especially, like, with your... these girls, like, flipping around on the pole, (laughs) and it was, like, more gymnastics. Right. It wasn't... It wasn't super sexy. That's not your area. (laughs) I was not trying... I was not trying to be sexy when I started. Right. And especially with, like, your your judgments already on how you do strip clubs and how you do strippers. When I was planning my wedding, like, and it came down to, like, 
my fiance's like bachelor party I was like I was curious if Lara was like gonna be strippers I told my maid of honor I was like we have two plans oh <laughs> like, one if he behaves two if he like <laughs> doesn't and I was just like so worried that these women were something that I could never be or that like they had something to offer yeah I want to I ask about could. that right yeah so and, like where do you think that stems from just in like terms insecurity of, like right. just not thinking that I could be sexy I guess because like what what okay what did you think of strippers before I guess did you think because a lot of people and like this is just everyone in general will be like oh strippers are hoes they're gonna steal your man they're gonna like cheat on your husband yeah, and all stuff like, basically like, yeah like, I thought very it was stripper, like they were just like these lures and I like uh, you know like yeah these vulgar terms and like no totally but yeah it was, just, it was coming from a, obviously a huge place of insecurity, insecurity right so after I guess the <laughs> like, <laughs> and then now I, I know full 180 later <laughs> and that's not uncommon guys like I feel like a lot of people have these preconceived notions of what strippers are what they should be or what they should do and this is why this podcast exists so we can eliminate those type of biases and those type of judgments because one is unhealthy two I mean, no, we don't do shit like that. I mean, maybe some people do, but there's always bad apples in every every kind of, you know, bag, you know what I mean? But, like, we're just normal people. It's a job. That's what we do. Sorry. We get naked. And, yes, it's our job to look hot. So, and take your money. So, but anyways, we'll get back to your story. So. Um, Yeah, where were we? (laughs) Bachelor parties and, like, your um, your attitudes towards So, I just had, yeah, a very negative attitude. But I started pole dancing. For fitness. For fitness. It was just, like, it was. January, New Year, New Me. Yeah, New Year's resolution. And I actually did a private lesson because I was too scared to go into a class and try and like dance in heels and look hot. So I was just like, I'm gonna look so awkward. Yeah, I did. Or you feel stupid too. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and just like I was just hooked. Like from fitness, I've like I love being like upside down. I love like using my entire body and just that like adrenaline rush you get. And it was just like amplified by a hundred when you were on the pole. And so it was just like kind of like the first thing in a long time where I'm like, I'm this is my thing. Like I'm doing this like three times a week. I told my boss I was like, I'm leaving work <laughs> between this and this time, so I can make it. So I'm not this. available. <laughs> I have plans, and it involves a pool. <laughs> so like, what was it about pole dancing that drew you to the sport? Um, I guess yeah, just like the being dizzy, the like using your whole body. That the fact that it was like for like at the beginning, it was easy to like progress through things because it was like muscle memory and you just keep practicing and then all of a sudden like you land something and it would just like feel so good so good and I just felt like it was this area where all these insecure parts of me were able to kind of like flourish like I could yes I could pick out like the outfit that made me feel sexy and it didn't matter if it looked trashy or if it didn't go together if it didn't match like it was just whatever. Yeah. Or you could pick, like, whatever music, whatever, like, the music that, like, people made fun of you for listening to in <laughs> high school. Like, you definitely could, dance like, to weird things. Yeah, <laughs> like, you could, like, dance to that. And it's, and it just, finding kind of all of these pieces of myself that I had shoved down. Yeah. 
and letting it come out and thrive and right. that's it just like kept feeding into that and so when I started to kind of look at more of like the sexier like pole dancing videos I think the first like person that caught my attention was Olga Koda yes she's and, amazing like, I was just like she's a babe she's a Russian like, dancer guy drooling. she's crazy <laughs> and I was just like I want to be that and I remember like, just, like I'd show um like videos and stuff or tell like kind of my pole instructor what I what I was into and I just like with the idea of like how could I ever be like that and she just I just remember the way she said it one time she's like it's just about like being confident when you're totally and I realized like you know you start to have those moments where you like snap into a combo and something that like takes over you and you're like what (laughs) it feels so good even just like I recorded like every I still record every practice yep (laughs) you have those moments where sometimes you're watching things and you're like ew oh my god like what am I doing but then you have these other moments where you're like holy shit that's me like that's my body like that's what I look like like it's definitely very empowering and also just amazing what the human body can do in this sport. So, yeah, I'm totally 100% with you. And it's good that you had, like, a goal for, like, someone that you want to look up to as well. I think that's super important. And also filming your progress. I, I look at my old videos from, like, three years ago when I started. I'm like, what the fuck? But it's so necessary, though, too. It's, and I, I got into that habit, like, in fitness just because I, like, learning exercises and stuff and trying to make sure that I was doing them right. Correctly, yeah. So, absolutely. Just, like, check form, check form. But, yeah, it's always, like, it's exciting to go back and be like, what? <laughs> what kind of fitness background did you have before? Because you, you mentioned your fitness um, career. Yeah, so I kind of dabbled in a little bit of everything. Like, I started um, with personal training and then... Um, like into like group fitness and then in my last role I was kind of doing a lot more like ed- on the administrative side of like oh, gym okay. stuff. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Are you still doing that as well? Um, I'm studying to upgrade my credentials for the new year but I'm not currently in a fitness facility okay yeah that's cool it's whatever right and as long as you're updating the education that's great Um, i know i think we mentioned this before we started recording but was this during the time or was this before the time that you developed an eating disorder i mean i guess like the eating disorders kind of like resurfaced at different times but i guess when i was at my worst would have been like like years ago like before my 20s like as i was meeting my ex Right. And I had been in the hospital and their kind of treatment plan for me, like in my recovery for eating disorder mm-hmm. was to just take medication. And when I was oh. in the hospital, like I was not allowed to do like any form of exercise. Like, oh, at one wow. point, at one point we had like group therapy sessions that we needed to do. And at one point, like they were doing yoga and I wasn't allowed to go because it was like, you can do active. anything physical, even yoga. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? I was like, you don't, think, you don't think like I could oh my God. Um, <laughs> So after that, like they just put me on a bunch of pills and I gained a bunch a week that's just that was like the pills made me eat a lot right and it wasn't until I started going to going to the gym and like using the like weights after I had no idea what I was doing but I was like using all of these muscles mm-hmm. and it just really snapped something in my head where like when I left the gym I wasn't like I'm hungry and the voice that would be like oh but you shouldn't eat like it was just like you need to eat like yeah and I noticed if I didn't feel myself properly like I wasn't because I'd watch my weights go up at the gym and then all of a sudden like I'd feel really weak
week and I'd be like, oh, like I need, I need to like, you need some nutrients. I need to fuel. Yeah. And it was just the switch had flipped and I just kind of, I was like, okay, I was that, I just dropped out of beauty school. Um, it was in a dark place. Just trying to figure things out. I'm just going to like, I'm just going to make it my job so that like I can continue to like have it be a focused part of my life. And be healthy too. Cause that's eating is so important what kind of eating disorder did you have if you don't mind me asking um i was anorexic anorexic yeah and that's really hard to do too i feel like some girls that i know that have been in the industry suffer how or have suffered from eating disorders in the past and i think because of you know they're so self-conscious about their self-image because we have to be naked you know it's part of our job like that can really affect them did you have like a lot of problems before in terms of it, was it more like confidence with your body, your self-image, or pressures from society, or like, or a mix of everything? Um, I think like I was so young when I started with like my anorexia, and I think I just like I grew up with a family like most of my family was like overweight, so I like my mom okay. and my sister grew up like I just grew up with them saying I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat. So I just grew up with that mentality, right. and just like as you know, like puberty came around and every, like girls started getting curves and stuff. I hadn't really filled out in the same way and everybody like around me was I'm fat I'm fat I'm fat and I'm like well yeah. like now I'm fat too and it just like gets ingrained in your mind it just got ingrained and without really too much effort I remember I was like okay I need to like I need to look skinnier right. and I just like without really doing anything I did I lost a bunch of weight and when I like got good feedback from that it started to like feed in and then I did like I kind of like realized that it was kind of like a like a more of a lifestyle like right. with dieting and stuff so I was always chasing like oh like what can I do right what can I do and I'd say like with fitness like it's there's like it did help me get like a healthier relationship with my body but there's definitely been points in the industry where it's also given me like <laughs> negative issues as well totally that's that's really hard to do because um i feel like eating disorders happen a lot when you're younger especially yes. to, especially to females of course it does happen to males as well but i feel it's because you as you said you're just hearing all these things i'm fat i'm fat and you know and your body is like growing and changing and like weird and so rapidly and, too like, and it almost feels like, well, this is, I mean, I can be in control of my body. It's one of those things I can control during that time. But then sometimes it can just go awry, I guess. And then that's probably what happened in your, in your case as well. And then it just clung on to, like, having, because I didn't really have a lot of hobbies at that time. Like, I grew up without a lot of money. So it's like if I wasn't interested in continuing a hobby, like, my parents would always try if I wanted to do something that, like, they would scramble to make it happen. But the second yeah. I was like, oh, that's hard. I want to quit. <laughs> they, didn't, they were like, you know, you need to stick with it. They were like, oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> so it was just, like, all of a sudden it was something I had that was taking up, like, most of my time. <laughs> and, like, I thought I was getting a reward from it. Right. And it was just something that I was really, like, controlling when I guess... You know, when you're young, you don't have control over most of what's happening. Right. What was the tipping point, I guess? Like, how, how did you end up in the hospital? Um, I guess it was just, like, I was... 
I guess it correlated with, like, I partied a lot at one point. So I think just, like... We all did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think just, like, the... I think it amplified my depression a lot, and I just got to this mm-hmm. point where I was breaking down. And, and just in a dark place. Um, like, I actually, like, when I... I, like, I went to the hospital, like, willingly, oh, like, good. over, like, the depression. And when I agreed to stay, they were like, okay, like, you're like a willing participant in this and I was like free to go whenever and a couple of days oh, later wow. they were like no you can't leave because oh, they like they, were, they had decided that my eating disorder was more of a problem than I had thought wow that's that's so crazy oh my gosh how did you find yourself getting out of that because I know you mentioned a little bit about spirituality there how did you discover that <laughs> it's Kind of a weird story. Um, weird stories are totally okay. <laughs> when, uh, right after my separation, like I had an office in the gym that I worked at and one of my coworkers brought in a DVD for me and they're just like, I just want you to have an open mind. It sounds really cheesy, <laughs> but just please watch it. Like, I think it'll really help you. Right. And I left this on my desk and everybody for the whole day came in and was like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, it's my self-help DVD. <laughs> I'll give it to me, and um like I just made jokes about it all day and I just like I like humored him and I put it in and literally it wasn't even on for five minutes and I started bawling my eyes out and it was I think it was called like the hero's journey okay and it's about like a philosopher named like Joseph Campbell and kind of his like theory on how all stories are the same and they follow this same like hero's journey and it's just like there's a separation from you and your environment or your current situation and you have to like encounter all these steps of growth and like meeting your mentor like finding your skills honing them and then like fighting your dragon getting the goblet and then like returning and it was just like they showed in different stories how it all kind of matched up and I don't know what what hit me I just like it was a long documentary too and I cried like (laughs) I like so much but all of it was like these people it was like there's like actors and like Tony Hawk was in it and and they're just like all talking about these moments where they did something that was so out there and so like against what other people thought was right for them against what they had been doing and it usually came out of a dark place that they'd been in right and it just stuck with me and I kind of like I took that and was like, yes, like, I'm on this spiritual journey, like, this is what's happening, and kind of went from there. Okay, okay, And so just when I started, like, pole dancing, right away, like, the, like, everybody in my life, like, I went to pole class, people like, oh, you can become a stripper now. Why does everyone <laughs> I know, I know, like, coming from a jokey place, it's, like, like sometimes it's <clears throat> half jokey. Well, that's like, the thing, like, they all said it, and then when I actually did, they're, like, yeah, we knew you were. Oh, my god. And I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, is that a compliment? Thanks. Like, <laughs> um, so that was just, like, and at first I was, like, no, like, no, never, 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 like, no. Yeah. And then just, like, the more, like, I was just in a rough place with my with my career at the time mm-hmm. and just with deciding what my next chapter was. And I just, you know, as I'm watching all these, like, spiritual things, they're talking about, like, signs. And now I realize now, like, all these problems I was having with my job was, like, the universe saying you need to, like, leave this job get out it's so true and it just had i just had to do it in the most dramatic way possible oh my god what did you do (laughs) i I left to become a stripper (laughs) yeah there we go total like 180 Um, 
just like yeah as I mentioned in a lot of ways just the way my career was at the time like I I feel more in control of my life and myself now that's good finally in control. despite like despite <laughs> that I have like no like certainty of like anything but I feel more <laughs> secure <laughs> Over, what was the general timeline for for most of this happening in your life? Okay, so um, my actually it's it's so weird because we're doing this now because it's like December right before Christmas. So that yeah. is like that is when my ex and I started dating. Oh my That's gosh. when we got engaged. That's oh wow. When we broke up. Uh, oh my <laughs> god! Like, and then in January of a couple of years ago is when I started poll. Oh wow! Um, so in January time. Tw- 2018 that I started pole and then mm-hmm. like by April I left. <laughs> I didn't leave my job right away, but I started stripping. Okay, okay. And I did both for a little while. Yeah, and was that hard for you to do? That like kind of moonlighting? I'm sure people probably didn't know that you were doing that, or was that something you were keeping hush hush? Um, like a few people knew. Yes. I was really grateful because as I was like building up to this decision, I was just my biggest fear was like, how do I like make the jump? Because it seemed like some places wanted you like to be fully available. And I was like, Mm -hmm. what if I don't like it? And I'm like leaving this job behind. So I was fortunate enough in a situation where they were like, well, just just work when you can and um, see if it's something that you you want to do. That's a good way to transition into it too because. You mentioned before um, you'd actually never even been to a strip club. I've never been into a strip club. So, okay, what the fuck? So, like, <laughs> okay, so, uh, like, what were your expectations going into it? You know, what? how did you react when you actually finally went? Like, how did you feel? Do you remember that? It, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> I know. Um, I don't know what I really thought happened in there. Like, and don't get me wrong, I've seen some amazing shit happen in yeah. strip clubs. But, like, I don't know. I just thought, like, <laughs> I don't know. And I still, like, I don't know. I couldn't wrap my head around how, like, everyone got their, like, costumes off, like, while they were dancing. <laughs> and and I was just, like, <laughs> And I was also, like, at this point, I'd watched all these, like, competition videos. And I've mm-hmm. seen some girls go, like, balls hard, like, trick, 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 trick on stage. Totally. But, like, not quite, like, those videos, which is why, like, I mentioned, you know, like, to my instructor at one point, like, and she just looked at me. She's like, "You've never been to a club, have you?" <laughs> she's like, "Wildly <laughs> different, my friend." Um, but yeah, no. So I don't really know what I thought was happening in there. But I was, I was definitely scared to go in. And when I first like decided, like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I remember I texted like a couple of my friends, being like, "Okay, will you come with me?" Aww. And then when I knew that I wanted to become a stripper, I like gotten this tidbit of advice that said, "If you're thinking about working in a club, go alone." And I was like, if you can't go through the front doors alone, how are you going to get on stage? And I was like, oh, snap. That's so <laughs> true, though. So and true. so I was like, okay, like, I'm not going to go with you. And I just, like, in my heart, like, I was like, I am going here to try and find a job. And I was literally not even there for 10 minutes before some girl came up to me and was like, oh, are you here with your boyfriend? And I was like, no. And she's like, are you looking for a job? And I was just like, <laughs> I fumbled. I didn't know how to answer that. I was like, well, kind of, yes. But yeah. I don't want to, like, <laughs> I don't know, just like, yes. Yeah, um, it's hard for you to own that right away. And she was so nice about it. She pulled up a seat, I bought her a drink, and she just gave me the lowdown. And she was like, yeah, like, we're hiring. I was like, I'll go get you a number. 
How did that work for, because you started at Paramount, right, yes. in the West? How did that audition process work, or, like, how did that, how did um, you get started? Yeah, so I just, like, she gave me a number, and I texted, like, the manager. The, this like, is normal, guys. Dancer, yeah. <laughs> and um, she arranged to, to meet with me, and I was fortunate I got there. There, there was another girl meeting us, um, and I got there just a bit earlier, and it was, like, I don't know we just connected about a lot of things she Mm -hmm. gave me a lot of advice I explained like my background in fitness she's like into fitness too so she was super supportive yay and just kind of was super real and was like yeah you need to like take care of yourself and like blah blah like the kind of rundown gave me like all the rules and stuff and I had already been doing pole but like they like are well like they take on girls with like no experience yeah so she did like a few like pole lessons she like I would just go there for like a couple I went there for a couple weeks like Mm -hmm. I I would leave my job at the gym like I have an appointment (laughs) and I would go I would go to the strip club and I would get this lesson from her and then I would go back oh my god it's like in the middle of the day I was like in the club and like she was she gave me a lap dance and I like never like I was so nervous I had no idea to what to expect and she's like hot huge tits like and all of a sudden I'm just like back in the gym like what what and happened like, I put it and I was like part of me just like felt like what like I want to go back <laughs> that's a good sign <laughs> Okay, yeah, because I know um, with Paramount, it's a bit different there. So, guys, if if you have never been there, guys, it's a club in New Westminster. A smaller kind of stage, I guess, there. A small pole, and there's no alcohol that's served there. Is that still the the same? Yeah, that is still the... Holy crap. Yeah. (laughs) The bog of my mind, but... It's it's different. Amazing. (laughs) And I know, like, you were... You're watching videos online of competitions, and you've maybe now seen a couple girls on stage too. Do you think there's a big difference between pole competitions and stage dance, like uh, like stripper style, like in an actual club? Well, it depends. Like, I've seen the, it depends what competition you're looking at. Cause I've been watching a lot of the exotic competitions. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, at the time, like for the videos I was watching to what I was seeing, like on stage, and I just started following, like. I made my stripper, like, Instagram before I was a stripper. Like, I was just, like, started committing (laughs) to this, like, personality and life that I kind of, like, was planning. And so I just followed a bunch of girls. I, like, messaged a bunch of dancers. That's awesome. Like, hey, like, do you have any, like, advice? Like... That's awesome. That's when so I showed cool. up to the Paramount to like work, like a bunch of girls had already they're like, Oh, like we've seen you on Instagram. Like, <laughs> are you ready to dance? I'm like, no. <laughs> Branding. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> so it just kind of I don't know, I just realized I would have to slow down more. My like that and that was like hard for me. Yeah. Because I find, you know, with new dancers, and I've said this on the show before, we usually tend to dance really fast. But when you're doing that, you don't allow the audience to really like see and digest all the movement i tend to lean towards that russian exotic style too so it is quicker but like if you do it right you can like slow down but it's the art of knowing that balance yeah it's it's, (laughs) and there is a balance (laughs) (laughs) so okay so that's that's really interesting i just love i love i love how you're an older stripper as well. I'm the same, same age as you, 30. Oh, that's awesome. You look and so young. Like, thank you. It's Asian jeans. <laughs> but, I, like, I had a similar journey too, but, like, working corporate and stuff too, and I started later as well, which I think is actually, to me, this is my opinion, I think is pretty wise. 
because I know a lot of strippers that started when they're younger too, but then I feel it could be kind of dangerous in terms of like distorting um, like how you view men and how you treat money and how you treat people. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's almost too young. Like you haven't lived life yet. You don't have any experience. Totally agree. And right. I was so worried when I like first started dancing. I was like, oh, I'm too old for this. Like <laughs> I'm like starting too late. And like some of like the best dancers I've seen are like my age. And I'm like, hell yeah, I've still got, I've still got time. <laughs> you know what? I wonder if that's a trend though too, because like I know a few people started around this age as well, like 30s or like late 20s, which. To me, and for a lot of people, like, that's, like, grandma age, like, really old. And because we do have an expiry date, right? Like, it's based on <laughs> yes. your looks, right? It's based on your body. It's very physical. But, like, I'm finding and I'm seeing that a lot of people are starting to do that now. I don't know, like, if that's just, like, a side hustle kind of thing. Like, what I'm doing, I, I would do it very, very part-time. I bar- I rarely do more than once every couple months mm-hmm. because, like, a working corporate job and doing a full week at the penthouse is freaking tiring. <laughs> like, I don't really, really enjoy having four hours of sleep every night. Yeah, you no, know. <laughs> but, like, it's interesting because I've known, like, at least a good handful, maybe even up to ten girls that are starting later in life. Because I feel like, I don't know, it's a great form of money and it's a great industry to be in and why the hell not <laughs> kind of mentality. I totally, you know, it is way more common than I, I first thought. Yeah. Do you have, um, do you have you met other girls too in the same Yeah. Bar? Maybe not necessarily that I've all like started older, but ones that have just been in like the industry for, for a while and for are while. still doing it, still going strong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no, there's been like a few, yeah, like older ones just getting into it that mm-hmm. like, yeah, just I, like, I don't know, I just think it's smarter for me. I really, I really am a firm believer of starting later and that is not just only limited to stripping, but like I used to be a sugar baby and I started that like a little bit later too. Like See, I, was, I thought my time for that had passed. No, <laughs> like, right? <laughs> Seriously, there's a niche for everything, but like, I mean, I always say before in interviews and stuff, um, like, oh, I wish I could have started sugaring when I was like younger in university, but at the same time, I would be so different and probably so dated and probably would have taken advantage of. Yeah, I don't think I would have been mentally able to handle it if I'd started younger. Totally. And I just, I feel like, personally, my career in, like, fitness, I feel like, I don't know, everything was so transferable, like, <laughs> to sales. Like, sales it's totally um, sales like, job. working in your body, like, <laughs> but also for me, like, uh, like, my, like, background, like, my personal background is in personal training. I kind of, like, did group fitness because I was, like, thrown into it. That is go. not a comfortable area for no. me. <laughs> um, like, the first class I ever taught was because an instructor called in an hour before. Oh, no. Um, he also had, like, 100 people that regularly attended his class. Oh, and God. And I, be- I believe about 80 stayed for me. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> And just That's like terrifying. I I blacked most of it out. Like I remember like the first like few moments, like looking out there and seeing all these people like copy me for the warm up and then just oh, good like, God. blacked everything out. And so just like I don't know, that job like I was constantly just thrown into the fire. So when it came down to like getting naked in front of people I was like oh like that's all I have to do I don't have to like <laughs> I don't have to plan a yoga class I don't have to like, <laughs> I don't have to teach a step class like so was that um, easier for you then like the first time you ever strip you're like okay got yeah this. I was just kind of like wow <laughs> <laughs> nothing compares to teaching 100 people <laughs> like 
I don't know. I guess it's just because I just built myself up to believe like it really didn't matter what happened like on that stage. Like mm-hmm. if I fell, like shake my butt, get naked. Like that's just what I'm there for. Like it's an easy job. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can't really. Find I, I didn't fall. Thank you. Yay. Thank goodness. But I guess yeah. I just felt like the expectation. Like and don't get me. No, I'm not saying it's not work. Like it is. And like yeah. And it like, definitely coffee. is. Guys. It just. I, I don't know, like, what was stepping in, especially if you're subbing somebody's, like, fitness class. I mean, you, do you teach yeah, at Tantra? I teach at Tantra, yeah, yeah. so you know, like, when they're like, oh, but what are you going to be doing? Yeah, I know, and it's like, hey, I'm like, like, you're ready to leave because you're not, like, <laughs> I luckily had no one ever leave my class, <laughs> thank God. Um, <laughs> but when you're subbing in for someone, yeah. they have that expectation. And sometimes yeah. it'd be, like, because, like, the instructor didn't show up. So I, re- I remember one time I was having a yoga class, and I walked in, and it's, like, the class has already started. The instructor's not there. We tried to figure out, uh. and I'm just walking in. Like, I have no plan. Like, I'm going to be leading a class, but I'm pretty much going to be making it up on the spot. And this one woman's just like, but <laughs> what are you going to be doing? And I'm just like... Oh, my God. It's like... I don't know. You're lucky I'm here. Just, like, <laughs> I don't know, and it's just... I, I don't know. I just feel like the expectations, like, they just want... Like, he, I mean you can mess up don't get me wrong yeah, you can but like you just good energy like flow like go with your music like yeah because like when you're dancing on stage it's not like you have well i don't know some girls have like a little routine that they yeah. like to do for me i like to freestyle everything because i have a huge repertoire you know but like when i first started actually when i did amateur night my very first time ever stripping but like amateur night at the granville strip i did that i just did not know what the fuck to do. I, I just started pole dancing like two or a couple, maybe three months prior. Kept doing the same fucking tilt-a-whirl, like the same fucking spin. <laughs> so like, I'm so nervous. I was so scared. I don't know. It's, it's different now. I had completely different expectations going into it. And it's like, okay, it's easy. You just take off your clothes. But a lot of it's mental. <laughs> Right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, a lot of it. And I just, I actually remember, like, the first time I went to Tantra to do open pole practice after I started stripping. And it was the best practice I'd ever had. Oh, good. Before leading up to it, I remember, like, when I first was, like, okay, can I do this? And I, like, got this, like, how long I was going to have to dance at the Paramount. It was ten, just ten minutes. <laughs> uh, but, like, and I, like, the first time I hit that pole to, like, my ten-minute, like, performance. And I just, like, did everything all at once. And I was so gassed and so tired. And I was, like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then after when I went there I was like oh okay like kind of like slow it down yes yeah, oh down. okay like I can I can just sit there a little bit and yeah like, flirty for a little bit like, totally. catch your breath a little bit and just like I remember that first practice I went like I just felt like a whole as my first like shift I just felt like a whole other woman when I woke up I was wow. like so like like nothing was gonna bring me down I was on top of the world it's like I can do anything it's like a high and I do like I feel like I don't know what's the scariest thing you could like have to do in front of people it's like get naked and get literally naked. like bend over and show <laughs> your bare ass and, yeah it's and very vulnerable and, yeah. and like hot while doing it so like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can do anything you feel like you could conquer anything because you've done that yeah totally I get that it's a, it's a very vulnerable thing you know stripping it's an intimate thing it's also like a there's lots of showmanship that comes along with it. It's lots of, you know, physical strength that comes with it. It's a lot. It's a lot to do. It's a, it's a hard job, guys. <laughs> I know that sometimes it sounds like on this podcast you might be glamorizing it, but really it is hard work, you know, and especially, like, if you want to be a really great performer, it takes all those things and more, right? So... 
Which I think was, like, another, like, I guess, like, you know, overcoming, like, that stigma of, like, hey, I just quit my job to become a stripper, and, I, like, hey, I was engaged, but now I'm a stripper. Like, All the things. people, like, hear that and assume, like, oh, my gosh, she's caught off the deep end. Right. Like, she's <laughs> on the drugs. <laughs> like, Who else thinks that? And, <laughs> and it's just, like, I don't, I was, you know, like, I was working in fitness. I saw it as, like, an athletic decision I was making. I was just, like, I like, I want to make money dancing. Totally. And, like, if I'm going to be flinging my body around this pole, like, getting sore, <laughs> make some money to it. Totally. But, yeah, like, I don't know. I just came at it from, like, an athlete perspective. Yeah. And yeah. And just, totally. like, it, it does need that, like, level of, like, recovery and even, like, like the emotional and spiritual side of it. Like, you need the, like, recovery for that as well. Which Absolutely. is fortunate, like, you know, where we're able to kind of make our schedule and take time off because sometimes we really need You it. really need it. Your body needs to recover like, and recuperate, right? I know you've been stressing, like, hey, I came from this from an athletic point of view because of your preconceived notions with stripping. How has your mind changed now that you are fully in it? Has it changed? I hope it's changed. Uh, (laughs) Good. (laughs) Yeah, no, like, I mean, I still try to, like, I I try to approach my training, like, my pole training and, like, my care for my body and, like, as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Code. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it's it um, like totally. you know, like I like you know, I try to like make sure like I foam roll or stretch like every day to make sure that I'm yeah. still able to move. No, totally. Because I am older, so like even just like a night of like VIPing, like I feel like a truck hit me sometimes. <laughs> it's very very um, tiring, especially in the legs. But <laughs> but how about like your attitudes like towards stripping and stripping culture? Like, do you still share the same kind of notions in terms of like super judgy or like no? How has no, that changed? Like, I and mean, what? what changed things for you I mean I guess like I knew like when I decided I was gonna become a stripper like one I'd put this energy out into the universe that strippers are bad and that they're gross and like no yeah so I knew that like karma I was gonna have to deal with some of like negative energy and I didn't know if that was gonna come from like girls themselves or people in my life which I found that to be more it's more like people that I think are close to me that I've gotten the most negative like judgments like I've been fortunate that all of the girls that I've met in my career is like everyone's been amazing like yeah and that was just like coming into it and just being like welcomed even by like the, the woman I met first at the Paramount like getting her energy and having like that kind of like reassurance like totally try it out see if you like it like she introduced me to the girls everyone was just super nice yeah. And, like, once you're there and you're in it and you're doing it and, like, you're surrounded by all of these, like, positive women mm-hmm. who are also, like, very, like, you know, like, like-minded. Like, a totally. lot of girls are, like, spiritual. A lot of them have, like, been through, like, eating disorders. It's just a lot of, like, you know, they have, There's a lot of stories. And, yeah. Like, Lots of similarities different as well. Ways. And especially the Paramount because everybody, like, works there all of the time. Mm-hmm. So you're, it's just, like, you're with the same girls, like, yeah. every day almost. They kind of, like, become your sisters a little and, bit, right? And, so that, and that was just like to be among them and so to have gone from like standing outside the strip club being so scared of what was in there and how I could never compare or like be that and to all of a sudden be like one of them and amongst them and accepted by them was Mm -hmm. very liberating and I guess like for me I that's the biggest takeaway is just the acceptance from the women not really the validation from the men like right I and I don't know I've like I've put myself in a position where I don't really like let what the men 
say like affect me like I've never been super flattered by like mm-hmm. a compliment a guy's given me in the club but I've also never been super like hurt. offended or anything um, yeah whereas like when like like one of the girls compliments me I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> thank you like, <laughs> that's so nice so that's really cool it's so nice for you to share that too because I don't know like you were talking about like standing outside the club and like you know having this bad energy about you know what you think strippers are and whatnot and I think like a lot of that comes well I guess sometimes yeah from insecurity but just overall like miseducation about it and have on society tell us hey this is how you know what strippers have always been (laughs) (laughs) but but, like you know historically and in movies and stuff too and it's just are we still really thinking like that guys it's 2020 now and this is gonna be out but like why are we still having those kind of attitudes and why haven't those attitudes changed right but yeah that's the basis for this podcast guys <laughs> we're having conversations and discussion like this but i guess with that why don't we go into some q a since okay. we got some great questions here i know it's super last minute when i threw this out but we have a couple things here so uh, first question being how has your perception of men changed since you started dancing gosh <laughs> be honest <laughs> um i like i guess it's pretty negative <laughs> like, like, you can be negative you can be whatever um but i mean in a like i don't know i it really opened my eyes i guess to a different side of men and not that i did oh, it wasn't okay. completely like clueless and i didn't know it existed i just i didn't realize how weird or sexual some guys were and I don't mean that Elaborate. In like... What do you mean by that? <laughs> um... <laughs> don't be shy, please. <laughs> I guess... I just feel like you... In, like, the terms of dating, I feel like you could know someone for months and, like, be talking to them and getting to know them, but you don't truly know how that person is until he's got a naked stranger on top of him. <laughs> and that's just, like... I don't know. That's... I guess... That's part of it. <laughs> Okay. Um, but I guess also, like, in term... Hmm, this is a hard question to answer. No, no, <laughs> it's going to be good. <laughs> like, has it been good or bad? Like, I don't know. I guess you... Every, every dancer has different experiences from men to club and, like, men, you know, dating life and, you know, male colleagues. I guess it's and, just, like, I'm... And also just because my breakup's been, like, wonky mm-hmm. and I've been in such a weird place. So I haven't really been dating and I haven't, like really been like trying to date but I'm also just kind of like burnt out like totally. the idea of like going on like tinder and like talking to all these I'm like that's God. what I do for work I have these like <laughs> boring bloody conversations like yeah. like nowhere it's exhausting I, I don't like on my time off I don't want to do that yeah because it's like a job <laughs> it's like an interview gonna be like oh send me something I'm like well like no I you don't get paid that. for that like, yeah that's, <laughs> that's, I guess, like, I guess it's kind of like where this and that's just is I think what from. the expectations are like these days I mean I don't I wouldn't I don't have like I, I wouldn't I feel like I painted this idea that I think of men super negatively I don't I just in my personal life I only have 
the energy for genuine people and a lot of that is like I've been in like relationships with jerks before mm-hmm. my ex was not a jerk he was a very like respectful genuine person and so just my takeaway from that like relationship is that I shouldn't have to settle for anything less, less than that energy totally and just you see so much of bad energy at the club yeah that it's just really reinstated like what kind of bad energy though are you saying like Like, what do you mean can you elaborate um (laughs) (laughs) i I mean it's 50 50 because i'm like i'm also non-judgmental if like you're if you're buying dances from me and like you want to express like some weird desire you have like (laughs) sure like just give me your money like i'm I'm honestly not judging you but like sometimes like the things you hear like like Like, what (laughs) like what have you heard i heard a lot of interesting shit especially on this podcast (laughs) or even just like i I even just like even just i guess because just the act of like being in the club like you're a dancer so they're automatically just a little more like vulnerable like just people coming up um like trying to solicit you yeah there's a big one get that all the time like like, yeah like you'll be at work like i just spent like anywhere between an hour to three hours getting ready for work here to make money but yes yes i want to leave with you right now. <laughs> you know it's a weird expectation right like people just think like we're all hoes and i mean hoes in terms of like they expect us to give sex freely yeah and i guess that's my like biggest surprise too is what guys like think it's acceptable. Like, they'll be like, oh, <laughs> you come back to our place for a hundred dollars. I'm like, what? <laughs> Excuse me, are you mistaken? But what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I remember one guy. I can't remember what he said. I can't. Like, I think he wanted. He, I think he. Like, it was like thirty dollars or something. He wanted like a blowjob, and I just looked at him and I was like, Do you want to <laughs> blow a random guy in this club for thirty dollars? And he was just like. No, and I'm like, yeah, why well, don't you? Why the fuck would you ask me that? Like when he said that, my jaw dropped. I'm like, oh my god. And then, yeah, that's just like, I guess that's what gets me is like, if you're gonna offer, like, if you're gonna like solicit, try and solicit someone who's working in a club and making money, like, at least offer like a good rate. Yeah, that's just not. And there's services for that guys. You know, that's what escorts are for. Um, we have, um, I think, airing next next. Next week will be, I have an escort being brought on the show, so you guys have lots of questions in regards to rates and stuff like that, so that'll be in a few weeks. <laughs> but yeah, no, I hear you with all those annoying questions. There are such things as stupid questions, and those are one of them. <laughs> so yeah, no, not the question that this person asked, but like no. questions in the club that guys ask. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess it's just, it's, it's really interesting to see guys be so open and sexual in that way and it's like again not coming from a place of judgment because I'm making money off of it but <laughs> it is it's interesting to just see and then to like know if you're talking to a guy like I'm like well do you have like that side like what are you not <laughs> <laughs> kind of interesting well that's sometimes an area where people because as you said it's vulnerable right where people can really feel like they can shed those layers I suppose because it's some people feel stigma with that and you know people think it's weird like I have um my foot slave and he has this big foot fetish and he loves like sucking on my toes and all the stuff for money and he would die if anyone he knew found out about that but then I remember like and this I'm interviewing him tomorrow (laughs) 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 he's gonna be on the show (laughs) for a bonus episode but like it's it comes from a vulnerable place and there's like a lot of shame and stigma because it does sound like quote-unquote weird right well that's like I yeah I've 
It's so weird because I've never, before dancing, I've never really had any experience with like people interested in feet and it does seem to be common and it seems like a common common thing for guys to come to a strip club for like, yeah, to see feet. Yeah. (laughs) And like, that's totally cool. And I'm like, I just, I feel like out of some of the things people have asked you, like for the feet, it's probably (laughs) not like the weirdest, but like they're usually the like most embarrassed about it. Yeah. It's like. And that's a very vanilla kink, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, no. <laughs> but it's great when they pay for that kind yes. of stuff. So, yes. yay. Thank you in advance. <laughs> Question number two, uh, developing your persona. Do you think much about it? What's worked so far? So, I guess, in becoming Kira Kova. Um, I did overthink <laughs> it at first. Like I said, like, I had made that, like, Instagram, like, before. Like, Kira had, like, a backstory. Oh, wow. Like, I had, like, and I just, like, made this whole, like, you know, like, I was like, oh, like, cause I, and I made it kind of off of things that were kind of true. So, like, I had been to makeup school, so Kira was in makeup school. So, mm-hmm. I kind of, like talk fluidly but like not be lying Um, (laughs) where I guess that fell apart was like you get a lot of regulars Mm -hmm. and trying to like upkeep that to the same level but also just like and I remember I lied about my age at the beginning here it was like I'd bend it like around like I'd say anywhere between like 21 to 23 that's how I thought you were yeah and like depending if like we're older I'd say older but I would just get in so many situations where guys that were younger with me were like talking to me like they're like teaching me something you're like you don't know let me tell you you're too and let me mansplain this for you it was just one night (laughs) of like all conversations like that and I just like felt like as I'm trying to like smile and like "Uh I just like it was like popped and I was just like I'm 30 (laughs) and like I swear the first guy I told this like he didn't believe me and I was like so I told him like the year and I was like nobody lies about I wasn't I wasn't quite 30 so I was like I was like nobody lies about almost being yeah no and then he just like he was talking to me and he just like stopped and he's like I can't believe it he's like let's go for a dance now he's just like that's so hot and I'm like what like did I just sell a dance because I'm almost 30 And now I'm just open about it because, like, and most people, like, and in my brain, like, most people are like, oh, I don't believe No one cares, right? (laughs) Yeah, no one, no one really cares. I've seen dancers get turned away for being too young, Mm -hmm. but I've also had, like, like, I remember when I was mixing at my age, one guy, like, asked, and I could just tell, like, the way he was looking into my soul, so I, like, I was like, it's like 25, and it's like... interesting before when you were kind of like making your instagram page and like you know creating your persona of kirakova because you said you were like lying about your age and stuff too is that more for a way to protect yourself and protect your um, i think just... at first yes and especially because like it was something i was doing kind of like privately and i wasn't being, yeah. like, super open about it i was like okay it's like completely separate like protect my identity i guess at some point that kind of like fell off like i even posted like on my my normal instagram about the the podcast because it's mm. just i've noticed like too and i really want to work towards becoming like a pole instructor oh great and just like i've just noticed in the community and even coming from fitness like as i've told people that that's what i'm doing now like people are just like i don't know it's just <laughs> new times people are like oh okay like yeah cool Like, I I discussed this with Luna Luck um, on her episode, too. Like, it's... Being a stripper is, like, not as edgy anymore. And, like, so many people are doing it. And it's, like, normalized now, I guess. A bit more so than, you know, decades ago, right? So, it's interesting. (laughs) Guess we will change this question because you're not under under 20. You're not under 24. (laughs) Costume mistakes. I've bought so many that don't work for me as a baby stripper. 
do you think oh do you do this do you do this too have you done that before like bought costumes that you think would be so great on stage and then you like can't get the fuck out of it or like it just doesn't work when you're taking it off or whatever or you've been pretty good minorly not I've not haven't like invested in anything that's gone horribly wrong but I've had had things that I'm just like this isn't gonna work (laughs) 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 you go to start taking it off it's not coming out you're just gonna like go behind the curtain for a minute and unhook everything yeah you're like I am tangled in my own lingerie or even just I always have trouble with this like one style of panties from Model Express Mm -hmm. they're supposed to be the unhook but they never unhook they're not like the clip kind they're just like the unhinged ones and I'm always just like and you're just like fumbling here in the corner and then all of a sudden you're just like okay we'll just do it the old fashioned way yeah totally what do your parents think of you working as a stripper do your parents know well so my mom does Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't spoken to my dad. Dad yeah, usually weird about that shit. Um, so. So, so my dad doesn't know that I know of. <laughs> um, I did tell my mom. And how was that? Uh, I, well, I didn't do it right away, and it wasn't out of like hiding it. We just hadn't spoken a lot, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know how to just like throw it out there. <laughs> and I really wanted it to be like I thought I'd do it in person. Um, but I had family coming to visit, and I knew that there was going to be like Some family chatter. time, and like I just was like worried about having to lie on the spot. And so I sent a message to my mom on oh my Facebook. God. On Facebook? Oh my God. I attended t- <laughs> to my sister too because it was just, it was like her side of the family that was coming. So it was like, this might like pertain to you. Oh but also God. I just wanted to feel like someone was there with me. <laughs> totally, <laughs> yeah. And I watched my mom like the status come up that she'd read it. Oh my and God. she didn't say anything. Oh wow. And then my sister was just like, you go, girl. <laughs> if I had your body, I'd be twirling around a pool, too. That's awesome. And I was like, okay, thank you. And my sister messaged me privately after that, being like, hey, you know, like, I have no judgment. And yeah. I was like, thank you. And I was That's waiting amazing. for my mom to say something. Did she end up saying um, anything? I don't think she replied to, to my Facebook message. But when we were out to lunch with family, she asked if I was working on the weekend. And I said, yes. And she was like, at your new job? And But just the way she said it, like, it was... Like, it wasn't a smile, but it was kind of like a, like, like mm. I, I, I heard you, I, like, accepted. And then yeah. later when it was the two of us at a different lunch, she was just like, you know, like, I support, uh, wow. I hope you have other goals as well. <laughs> but she also was like, she used to work at a hotel that had a strip club, so she used oh. to like, clean up after the strippers. Uh. She said, she's like, I used to clean up after the strippers. She's like, those girls partied hard. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, it's okay, I'm not... <laughs> That's cool you had that connection, though, too, (laughs) though. So that's good that she's supporting you in that way. So amazing. (laughs) Do you think that the stripping environment is better suited to older women who have some experience rather than, you know, being younger? I guess we kind of touched on this earlier. Yeah, a little bit, yes. I definitely agree. I mean, you could obviously come at it like being older and still not be the best healthiest decision mm-hmm. but I do think having like just life experience something like just living yeah just living know? just experience not even job yeah. experience but just like life experience yeah. emotional experience and also just um, cementing who you are because I don't know who the fuck I was when I was 20 like yeah, and that's the thing you're becoming who you are at that 
that age. So if that's what you're surrounded by and you're not taking care of yourself or you don't have all your hanging around as strippers, that's, yeah. you know, like... Can be a skewed kind of, <laughs> kind of like, you know, tunnel vision. Things. Like, so I, I guess that would be, like, my, my thinking around it. Yeah, totally. I definitely agree with some of those points for sure. And I guess this is the last question. How does stripping so young due to a woman's personality, self-conception, relationships to men? I guess you're as old as I am, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess everyone thought that you were super like, young. Um, well, I guess that's kind of similar to the yeah. question we just answered too. Like, it can really change their outlook on life and can affect them and so many different ways in good and bad like I really feel like you need to have your head screwed on you know and really have good foundation and good support because in this industry things can go awry pretty quickly and people think that you know that this can be a really great long-term career and it can be but that's not the reality for many of us right very true yeah so i mean that's my my take on it i don't know about, about you but well, yeah no i mean just nothing is guaranteed like your mind your looks aren't guaranteed mm-hmm. um the club staying open is never guaranteed just like you can you know i sprained my ankle at one point and i was like wow like i can't, you can't work. dance <laughs> yeah, you can't work then you don't have income so it's you yeah it's just it's it is uncertain, but... You just need to think about that shit really carefully if you're starting out young, because I've had a lot of girls come up to me and with other things like camming and stuff too that, you know, started doing that. They're like, oh, thank you for, you know, your podcast, you know, shed so much light on this. Well, I started camming and stuff. And I'm just like, just be careful. Like, you know, it sounds great on the podcast and stuff too, but yes, you'll need to know like the pitfalls of that stuff too. So do your research. I, I found it actually surprising, like the number of, like people I've met that were like oh I just always wanted to be a stripper and I'm like I and I guess like part of it's like I'm still part of me is jealous that I never or that I just got into it and I feel like I've wasted like some of my prime years that I could have been looking <laughs> around in a pool with but, jeans like yours you could just like I can't imagine like like walking into that environment without any other like like job experience or like yeah experience in general yeah <laughs> totally well that's the last question so <laughs> big question will be where can we find you <laughs> oh my instagram um my dancer instagram is at kira kova kira.kova or you can find me at miss.vancityfit yay and you obviously dance in vip at the penthouse uh, yes i do perfect so we can definitely find you there make sure you buy a dance from her guys <laughs> any last minute things you want to plug no I think, I think that's it for now i think that's it for now so thank you so much kira Kova, for being on the show today thank you so much for having me so lovely speaking with you today and always various topics <laughs> i'm gonna see how i'm gonna focus and edit this later but <laughs> um thank you so much guys and thanks for listening to strip by sia um we'll catch you guys in again for another cool fucking episode next week follow us on instagram strip by sia or my personal sia stuff and i'll catch you guys later on peace Produced and hosted by Steph.